You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to The Movie Show. What is up? Hello. This is The Movie Show. On your favorite, you know what I'm going to say, O-R-S-P-S. Active FM. Where radio has never been better. I'm Sash. My name is Ryan. And today we are doing a film review of an animated film. Yes. Yes. Not the, well, we've we've done a few before. We've done a few before. Not many, but not many. Yeah. Maybe one or two. Yeah. I'd say favorite animated film thus far is still. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. The spider that oh, one. Damn, I was thinking sing, but then you No, you, no, no. <laughs> you entered that one, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like that definitely is at the, yeah. the top of the list. <laughs> top of the list. This yeah. one is sitting third on mine. Really? Yes. Okay, but this one is a Pixar film. So we decided to go with the most un underrated Pixar film ever. Because like Ryan was like did they even dis like? Did they did they advertise? Did they market? What like distribution plans were they? Because I so both of us have done this thing called Pixar in a box. It's very cool. If you are a filmmaker out there and you want to know how they do animated films and all of that jazz, definitely go check out Pixar in a box. They literally it's like going yes. on a Pixar internship, like a virtual Pixar internship. Yep. That's literally what they do. And for for some of the lessons, they actually looked at Coco as an example. That's so right. I didn't watch Coco when we did Pixar in a Box. But then I think that's where I found out about it. Same as you. You see? So we both found out about it doing a... What are you guys like doing in South Africa? Course. Come on, man. <laughs> and honestly... This is one of my favorite Pixar films. It, like, if not favorite, I, I agree with you on the animated film. The Yeah, that definitely, 100%. So, Ryan, tell us, what is your second favorite animated? I'm guessing it's Sing. It is Sing. <laughs> and I have to be honest with you, Matthew McConaughey just pushed, helps to push that movie up. True. Even more. That was a good film. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the second one. Like, honestly, I'm... Yeah, I watched the uh, trailer. I watched the trailer. I was like, eh, okay. Maybe Sometimes you just get it right the first time. Just ended there. Yeah, and after that, it's it's just not really. Uh, it's a great. It was a great film. It was a great film. There you go. Stand alone. Yeah. Okay. So yours is Spider Man. What is it called? It is Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Which there is a the the sequel is coming out. Yes. Very excited for that. Yeah. Then you at sing and then it's Coco. This one, definitely me and my whole family watched it yeah. and it was such a good film. Lately, I don't know why, um, like some films that I watch, I'm like, like, you know, that predictability, like I'm finding that a lot and it's almost making my experience boring. I'm sitting yeah. there, I'm like, mm. but this film, uh, yeah, we watched it through, it wasn't too long either. It was a nice length. Mm. Uh, the story was, was awesome. No, it was very good. And they had my favorite uh, friend in here as well called Unpredictable. Your favorite friend? <laughs> yes, yes, I love the I character I thought you were actually referring to like friends. I was like, no one from friends was in no, here. <laughs> I, the, the, the unpredictable pre predictability. Now, obviously, within the, the Pixar in a box, they, they let off one uh, sort of twister. That's the thing. That is the, that's what mm. got... So, in Pixar in a box, they basically tell you who the villain in the film is, which they don't... 
it's not that's it's not predictable it's yeah. not like from you know some things you like you know oh flip there's a bad guy like you don't yeah. know that this guy's the bad guy but even though i knew that he was the bad guy i was still surprised i actually thought the dad was and if you haven't watched this film you don't know, you don't know what but if you watch this you know exactly what i'm saying i thought the dad was the bad guy the at first when i met him really yes i, I thought oh this must be the guy let me guess he's gonna try and hold him back the yeah. kid back from getting out wada wada and uh he actually turned out to be quite a likable character no he was very he was my favorite character hector definitely hector was my favorite character yeah honestly the the twist in the story got me i did I did not see it coming. You said you saw it coming, but well, I had mentioned it. Yeah, you said, no, there's another twist. And I was like, okay, oh, okay, cool, awesome, brilliant. Let's watch the show because I'm not expecting um, yeah. there's something, something else. unexpected. Yes, and then at yeah. some point uh, when the boy said, what, musician? Because no, he said he hates musicians. Uh, the dad said that. And then the boy said, what do you know about musicians? I'm like, no. But even the way the story played out, you didn't see that coming, no, right? No. Like. Just the story. And you know what it is? It's not even like the plot twist wasn't even that dramatic. But the way they told the story and the way they kept information from you as the audience. Yeah. And then slowly like gave you pieces here and there. Not in chronological order. But to, like this is this is what I love about filmmaking is you can take a story and it doesn't necessarily have to be the most interesting story. But the way you tell it can yeah. can actually make and break your story. So that's mm. why I love Guy, uh, Guy Ritchie films because the way he tells the story isn't just like he tells when you, when you watch a Guy Ritchie film you can you you trust him. You know that he's going to tell the story yeah. in a in an unexpected way which just adds to So I feel like that's what they did. They told the story in a way that wasn't they just they gave you information at certain times and you're mm. like what 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 that's yeah, that's true because with me knowing the plot twist, uh, what kept me glue was like, okay, wh why does the plot twist happen? Yeah, I, I, that that's what I was looking for. And then there was another plot twist coming, and then I was just like, no. But then he, but then why did they? Wow. Okay. But by the end, you're fully satisfied. Yeah. Everything's been answered. We all went to bed smiling. Oh no! Do you know? Yeah. I watched this film. I watched it on a Saturday evening by myself, and then the next day I got my family together and I was like, we're watching a movie. It's animated. Just work with me. And I watched it again. So literally I watched uh, it. Really? I, I literally watched it twice in, in, a, in one day after the other. Wow. That's how much I loved it. And how did you find it second time? As I loved it as much as did I watched it the first time. Did you see any that you missed out or did you? I think watching it the second time, having the knowledge of what was going on and who everyone was, yeah. like you do pick up things here and there. But it was really cool. I, I looked at other Pixar films because after watching this, I was like, you know what? This very easily could be my most, my, my, my favorite animated film. But then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I was like, okay, no, wait, that one, that one, diff just because of how they did it, like the creativity behind it. But I then went and searched other Pixar films and I realized it is my, it is inside my top four Pixar films and no Toy Story is not there. Sorry to all their Toy Story lovers. So, there's Coco, then there's Inside Out. Inside Out, also, I, I only watched it recently, but I, what I enjoyed about it was the the concept behind it. And there was one specific scene. Have you watched Inside Out? I actually haven't. That one, So basically, the whole thing takes place inside this little girl's head and it's her emotions so her emotions are the characters oh. in the film and there's one part where you you watch how 
the mom and dad and the daughter are sitting at a dinner table and they're interacting with one another. But then you see how each person's emotions are trying to read the other person and are trying to respond. And like at one point, the dad gets in trouble. So he like hits this warning bell and there's sirens going off in his head. And like just the way that it, it was just creative. I, I would For me, Inside Out, I'd say would be at the bottom of my favorites. So it's not. I, I enjoyed Coco more than I enjoyed Inside Out, but I did enjoy Inside Out. And then I loved Wally. Wally, I loved that film. Most people didn't like that film when it came out, but I loved that movie. I don't know why I loved that movie, but I loved that movie. So I definitely put that there. And then this one is the one that's fighting with Coco. Brave. Oh, really? I loved Brave. I haven't watched uh, What? No, Ryan, you need to do a Pixar marathon. It, it looks like a girly movie. No, it's not. There's a p- <laughs> So they're obviously in Scotland, right? Makes sense because of the Hore- orange, yeah, the orange curly. Yeah. So <laughs> there's one part where the, the dudes have all come together because you know how in Scotland they used to fight for the, the lovely maiden's hand. Uh, so there's, a, there's I think it's three different like Scottish tribes that come together and then the dads are all like they're going my son's gonna beat your son so they're all wearing the Scottish kilts right and then at one and point and they're all big and short no no different different uh, it's like different okay. the, the, the one short guy then at one point goes feast your eyes and he lifts his, his kilt but you know that they didn't wear anything under the kilt yeah. right so they don't show you anything but that line has stuck with me from when I watched <laughs> That line is one of my my lines in life. Face <laughs> your eyes. So that I I couldn't decide. But I really enjoyed Coco. I honestly really enjoyed Coco. It was it was a breath of fresh air. It was so good. And the music. I loved the music. The music was really good as well. Can't say that I listened to the music again. I was uh I was actually quite a I loved the graphics. The graphics the also were insane, yeah. And all of that was so well done. And the cool thing is that understanding Watching the film and actually understanding uh, what was in the director's mind and what was in everybody's mind while they were... And uh, the cool thing about Pixar in a Box is that they they teach a bit about production and how they light scenes. Mm. So whenever the, the specific scenes that they spoke about came up, I'm like, ah, it's that scene. Yeah, look, look, her badge, it's all lit up. And, uh, and yeah. look, oh, that part there that they did. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. And like I noticed the color change because they talk yes. about uh, color scripts and stuff like that. So, but besides that, I mean, it it was different. It was very different to other films. I don't think I've seen a movie lit lit like this. Have before. you ever watched the Book of Life? It's also an animation. No. So the Book of Life is. Many people would compare Coco to the Book of Life, or even call Coco Pixar's version, because it was also set in Mexico around the Day of the Dead. But it wasn't. I don't actually know who did that one. I. I but I watched the Book of Life years ago i really enjoyed the book of life when i watched it as well the animation style is very different though to um coco but honestly i don't know the book of life was a love story so the whole thing was on love but it was also focused on the day the mexican day of the dead and the one character also dies and goes into the land of the dead and has to you know like you know figure life out from being dead that's intense but anyway that's basically the plot line but i think i did enjoy coco more than the book of life honestly i think 
if I had to choose a favorite between the two of them, I would go with Coco. The Book of Life was awesome, and I've watched The Book of Life more than once as well, and I, I enjoyed it both times. But I do think that Coco was more of a favorite than The Book of Life. So this whole like color scheme, uh, the different colors with the like golden glow type of feel, yeah. which is which you can see in years as well. Yeah, that's obviously a Mexican. Uh, the whole thing around this what day of the dead or whatever day of the dead yeah oh okay so i think they think like the underworld or where you go when you dead it's like yeah what was smart about it was there was nothing alive so that's the one thing that they said with coco the only thing that technically was living was you know the petals from the orange petals yes now that is significant within mexican culture so um that was the only living thing in the the land of the dead everything else was actually artificial where do the petals come from what what are the petals what i think it's i i stand to be corrected but i think what they're saying is the petal because they use the petals in the film to guide the spirits back to their home and that you saw they couldn't go wherever the petals weren't so whenever they crossed over from the land of the dead to the land of the living they were the petals were like their guide to their families and stuff like that so i think that was the significance and i actually think it is a mexican thing like i think if you watch this film most of the things or what's what's the word most of most of the references to mexican culture i think yeah. is actually even the dog yeah. do you know that the dog dante that is the national mexican dog it's got a very long weird name i can't pronounce it so is dante is short for that no no dante was the name of the dog the dog the short for the, the dog is the dog x-o-l-o sholo i think they pronounce it sholo but the name is like it's like a whole, a whole long name but that is actually the the mexican national dog and it's it's a hairless dog so what they did in the film was ah. it's actually the yeah the the national mexican dog but for me one of the interesting things about this film was the name. So when going into it, the name like doesn't... But I suppose most Pixar film names don't really give like much into it until you've like watched it like up. Like Pixar is a film named up, literally. So I suppose they, they went there. But then at the end of the film, you're like, oh, that's why it's named Coco. Like, I don't know if you got the, yeah. the, the name. But now this was this was very weird. So apparently... They had to rename the film in when it went to Brazil and that because so the filmmakers had a particularly difficult time in deciding on what the fi final title of the film was going to be. They had last settled on Coco, which is the name of the primary protagonist's great-grandmother. But that's not to say that the name stuck universally with every nation's release. In Brazil, for example, the movie was renamed Viva owing to the potentially confusion connotations and meaning behind the word coco in Portuguese. When accented, the word coco, I don't know how to accent it, but basically if you accent the last O in coco, it translates in Portuguese to poop. And uh. when unaccented, the definition is that of a coconut. So because be neither, asking, yeah, I will be asking my Portuguese <laughs> friend <laughs> because neither reference would have been appropriate for the film. They found it best fitting to change. And so in Brazil, it's not actually named Coco. It's named Viva. 
but then obviously everywhere else in the world, uh, cocoa. I, I was like chocolate. That was my initial response to this film. You know, <laughs> cocoa. Oh, right. Yeah. But I thought that was very interesting. And crazily enough, do you know that this movie was more popular in China than in the US? It actually did better in China. It brought in more money opening oh, week than... For real, than eh? And China's quite sticky about what they release. Their movies and yeah, culture. And except they loved this film so much that they actually didn't... So they, they broke their own rules, basically, to get the film into China. That's actually what they wow. did. Yeah. Now, this also... It's Mexico's highest grossing movie ever as well. So Mexico's. Mexico. So in Mexico, this is the highest grossing uh. movie ever. This was also crazy. Do you know this film? It's the longest for Pixar. Took six years to complete. You know, that makes a lot of sense. eh? Literally, it took six years to complete. And it's the longest for... Now, animated films, oh my word, the amount of work that goes into an animated film is insane. I would really recommend you go watch Pixar in a Box if you are interested in any filmmaking thing because you actually don't realize just how much work goes into, a, into just... Do you know there's, there's a job where a person, all their, their, their whole job is just to light what's been animated. That's it. That's their job. They're not there to do anything else. They're not there to put a dress on her. They're not there to make it rain. They're just there to light what has been. And you don't even realize how, how much the lighting actually plays yeah. psychologically with the audience. But Pixar does, and that's why they do it. That's why they, they, they have a whole job assigned just to that. Because certain colors bring out certain emotions as yeah. you're watching it. So and even with the lighting, they had someone who lights a scene. Mm. And then you get people who, even after it's litten, yes. they use a, li a light to bring out something specific. Specific, so yeah. Like I spoke about the, um, what do you call these people there? They the skeletons. Were, they were the skeletons. They were specifically at that one entrance gate or whatever before they could enter or leave. Yes. But uh, the policeman had a badge on, so they wanted to like really bring bring out the bling of the badge. Yeah. So that so person was like, mm, let me put a light. Put a light on it. the badge. That's yeah. it. So crazy. I suppose in that way, that's why animated films aren't like the real world because we don't have lights like everywhere yeah. or we can't have lights everywhere, but they, they do do that so that they can bring out and emphasize certain things. But an astonishing 7 million lights were created for the opening shot of The Land of the Dead. 7 million what? lights. 7 Like, just... A person's job for like a whole good six months to a year was creating seven million lights just to for one shot, just one shot. I hope they knew how to how to organize. Oh my word! Imagine organizing seven properly. million lights. This one shot took years for the animators to dream up and create. So that little shot, that one shot, when you first go to the land of the dead and you're walking up. They're walking up to the land of the dead. That one shot, would you look at for like, what, like five seconds at max maybe? It comes and then it goes. And goes. They spent years working on just that one shot for you to look at for five seconds. That's filmmaking, people. Well, of course. Thankless job right there. 
what would the film be but without that's the that? thing yeah what would the film be without but yeah that that hence why the film kind of took six years to complete and this i thought this was very very cool ryan i don't know if you know, so i'm a pianist so i didn't really take notes of this but ryan is a guitarist ryan you must let us know if you actually noticed this. yes i did did you yes ah! i did so when you see anyone play yeah. the guitar in Coco, they're actually playing the correct notes. That's so right. what the, the what the animated character is doing with their fingers is actually what it, is happening in the music. You can really do it. You can pick yes. up your guitar and play exactly. So what if he you played. watch them, and they often did show quite a few shots of of his hands, you could actually play the tune. So what they did was using videos of musicians who had cameras attached to their guitars as a reference animators were able to make the guitar playing in the movie authentic which is so cool yeah. like that's such a stupid small little detail but i think that is so cool no usually i actually get quite irri- not, not not irritated but i notice you can, immediately yeah, you pick it when up, someone's yeah. playing the guitar and i see the way they're playing i'm like, eh, like uh, no 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 it's no. kind of like a lip sync era for guitarists that's what it must come across like like you exactly. can see they're not doing that but yeah they they really did yeah that, no, that was really that cool yeah and then i also thought this i'm so glad they they did this so this is a non-musical with music so for all of you haters out there right yes. of musicals this is your type of film that which i'm me. actually so so glad they did but do you know it wasn't originally like that originally there were musical numbers as in a musical and they actually removed it. So I was watching this one interview where you, it's basically de- deleted scenes, but it's not it's not the animated the f- the finished product. It's the you know how they do the drawings. Yeah, it's a previews. It's it's basically like a storyboard of what the scenes would have been or what what they would have looked like if they went ahead with it, but they didn't. But there were quite a few musical numbers. The film started with a musical number where it was basically showing you how once you die you go to the land of the dead like that was the whole musical what the whole musical number was about and then another musical number that they took out was when he's with his family they sing about the fact that they hate music and i was like i'm so glad they took that musical number out because it made it more real that they didn't want music like that one sequence where you literally just see his grandmother going no music no music and then the guys are walking past and she comes out no music and they run like just that simple those three shots that tell you they hate music was so effective like i don't if they had gone with a musical number with them singing about the fact that they don't like music we would have just been like really seriously so i'm so glad they they actually chose to not make it a musical but it does have music within it so while many disney films are designated musicals in which key characters have moments of falling into synchronized harmony at various times throughout the story that's basically what a musical is coco is by definition not a musical yet it is a non-musical that centers around music all the same which puts it into a unique category of its own the music featured in coco contains traditional influential sounds that were characteristic of they were characteristics of the golden age of mexican cinema and yeah that's and i love the way they did that the way it really was they they really like honored if i could say mexican cinema you could see it like the whole thing it was it was really cool i guess that's why it made it made a lot of money yeah but it's you know if you think about it's actually quite a weird thing because uh you know the whole film is about a boy who wants to become a musician 
So then you get the musical part. Yeah. And then he realizes that family is more important Forty. than music. But then he uses music to help his grandmother to, to, to family, remember. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of like a, you get what you want when you give it up type of thing. Yeah. Uh, that was the nice thing as well. The story was wholesome. Like you got to the end and you're like, you know what? That was a good story. Because the thing is, what do most animated films are watched by kids that's that's one of the reasons animated films are created it's uh, obviously i'm not saying they're only created for kids i mean we're not kids and we watched it but most animated films are created for kids but it's nice to just have a good wholesome message where children can actually watch you can have a dream and sometimes we pursue dreams at the cost of family but that's not worth it it's not actually worth is is the dream worth giving that up for? Like, yeah. is it really? And yes, you can achieve your dreams sometimes without giving up your family. And sometimes you, it will be more fulfilling for you not to be the famous dude having everyone know your name, but playing music at home with your family gathered around you. Like that, for me, that yeah. the story was just really, really, really good. Like, honestly. And the music... Even though it wasn't a musical, obviously there were a lot of musical items within it. The music was really, it was, it was beautiful and it was, it was so authentic to the Mexican culture. Like yeah. you literally felt like you were in a Mexican yeah. fiesta or something. Like that was, yeah. The only thing I had a problem with, there was one thing that I did not like about the film. Do you want to know what it is, Ryan? It was... Um I don't know. <laughs> now I give up. Was there anything you didn't like about the film? Not really, eh? Not really. Nah, I enjoyed it. So you were happy all all, all way through? Yeah. Okay, the only... Th- it's not, not did not like, shame. I'm not going to like bash the film. I was just being dramatic. But at the end of the film, right? Spoiler alert. Coco dies, right? So you see her on her, her family's Alfrenda. That's how they pronounce it, right? <laughs> and she's obviously now gone to the land of the dead. And she still looks old and... Yes! She looked like an old skeleton. I was... I was like, why is she still old? You, like, know, you know, when they walked away at the end, and it was like father, mother... It, it, grandmother, but daughter. Exactly. Daughter, grandmother. That was weird. I, I do don't remember understand now, why yes. they did that. Like, I was like... It would have been so cool if she was, like, young yes. or something like that. Even mm. when I watched it with my parents and my family, they were like, why is she old still? I was like, I don't know. Why is she... Yeah. But her wrinkles were on point. <laughs> the way they wrinkled her skin. Yeah. That was that was amazing. Yeah. That really was. She felt really old. Yeah. And the mama Emilda, that was Hector's wife. That woman was scary. Oh my goodness. That woman. She are you you know where that's the the, the great great grandmother that everyone's scared of? Yeah, no, oh, she yes, 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 she yes. was Mm. And the actress, act, I, I was really impressed. So I was watching a video where they'd show you like the actor behind the voice or the voice behind the oh, actor cool. behind the voice. Yeah. Yes, and she, the the person, the female, the woman, the lady that plays her, doesn't have such a strong Mexican accent. Like she actually put on an accent for the role, and I was like, what? She she modeled it after one of her. I think it was her aunt that her. That yeah, she was scared oh, of as a child, right. but she did a really good job. Well, that's why she did a good job, Mama it re- Emilda. It, re- it reminded her of right of her aunt. <laughs> you know what I also really enjoyed was the whole. So the character as a skeleton and the character as a human. Yeah. Because they didn't look. They did have. They, there were similarities, but the skeleton obviously naturally would have a much harder look to them so like the the soft features of yeah. like human skin well, had, was gone yeah it had like a, a 
the lighting obviously on the bones themselves they almost had like this bit of a glow type of but like when they compared it with the the human self like they were a lot less the uh, human self yes. was like softer and oh, yes, yes. whereas the obviously like the, the the skeleton would be more rigid and oh, yes okay and can we just ma- another spoiler alert, can we just mention how what was um the the famous guitarist name again My i have his name word. here it's 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 a mexican was that, it was a proper mexican quite a mexican name his name was ernesto de la cruz <laughs> i like the way you say that <laughs> The way yes. he died in real life, and then they they made they killed him the same. I was finished when that happened. When the ball fell the second time, I was like, "Well, if you get it once, you'll get it again." That was know? that was proper. I was like, yeah. "You know what? That was cool. That was that was really cool how they they did that. That was that was really cool. I enjoyed that I'm a lot." That one, yes. Do you know I enjoyed this film so much that there is a frame of Hector that I want to screenshot and I want to make it my WhatsApp profile picture. Which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> it's right in the beginning when you first meet Hector and he's trying to get across the floor. Yes. That was... And you know what I also loved was how... Are you, you talking kn- about when he was in... Um, when he was trying to get across the, the, yes. the bridge of yes. flower petals? That's His face. There's a facial expression he pulled. I was like, I relate to this face in so many ways. So if you have me on WhatsApp, I will be doing that pretty soon. So I will look out for that. I will go get the frame for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. But also what I loved was how they, they did the whole reference back to old Mexican cinema as well. So like the the footage, they they cut it. They did the four by three black and whites. Like that whole, I loved it. It's not that frame, Ryan. Ryan's trying to find the frame right now. Now it's, it's when he's on the bridge. Ryan's, Ryan's. <laughs> that phrase, go back, go back slightly. There we go. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> that face is that face is gangster. For all of you who want to see the face, go on YouTube, Active TV. Ryan's gonna put it there. There yeah, we go. Is. That is my new WhatsApp profile picture, people. Right? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I really enjoyed Coco. Honestly, it is. The most underrated Pixar film because honestly, it is one of my favorite Pixar films. Yeah. I think, I think it might be my favorite. Brave, I'd have to watch again to decide. I'd have to watch Brave. Yeah, you should watch Brave, yeah. and you should watch Inside Out. Yes. Yeah, but really enjoyed. Two it. movies to watch. Really, really enjoyed. Guys, it. get your two two uh, movies, Pixar movies. I'm gonna to watch. say something that people might shoot me for, but I'm gonna say it. Are you guys ready? I think. That Coco was way better than Encanto. Than what? Encanto. It's Disney's new film. Ah. I liked Coco more. <laughs> I might get shot, but I I liked I liked. Yeah, the person that's filming us is currently shooting me. Not not just shooting as in with the camera. They're actually like showing me gun. Uh, so if if I die. But they didn't finish uh, Coco, so. Oh really? Mm. Oh, so that they're not one to talk. Well, now they know everything. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I enjoyed Coco more than Encanto. Sorry, people. It's also on the whole Mexican-Spanish vibe, so at least I'm still there. <laughs> right? Give some credit. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that is the most underrated, but one of the greatest Pixar films, Coco. Coco. Definitely. Definitely yeah. enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'd watch it. I might watch it again. Actually, I might watch it again. I would watch it again. Mm. I've watched it twice, and I'd but I want watch to watch the other two movies as well. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So this has been the movie show on your favorite ORSPS, and we are signing out. Tuning out. Tuning out. Leaving. Peace. Cheers. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gap and Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.